no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Essentials. On today's show, we recap the first week of training camp and much, much more. What's happening, Prez? Man, hey, Dub, man, we are back. Another week here on the show. I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you, brother. Now, <laughs> we got listeners out here talking about some prayers. Check your microphone. I'm sitting here like my main man supposed to make sure I'm sounding good on this damn show. So, audience, I apologize. That's my bad. I was trying to rush and get a show in, and I went back in my hotel room. So lesson learned from me. A-Dub had me walking around with toilet paper on my shoe. <laughs> you know what, audience? Prez is right. That's my bad. I got to take ownership for that. You know, I was so locked in on my own self that I wasn't even quite paying enough attention, as I should have, to my man's mic. And to this point, his mic wasn't up to standards. So no. I got to own that. I got to no. own it. Well, I'm back now, baby. That that microphone over here, proud over here right now. Audience, <laughs> thanks for holding your boy accountable. I just hated getting the text messages in, in those DMs because, Dub, you know, it's just like, you know, remember you back in the day with your folks, they telling you some shit you already know. So when the message come over, I already knew what the hell people was about to say. I'm right. like, motherfucker, yeah, you're all right. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> they called us, bro. I said, yeah, you caught me slipping over here. That's on Dub. It's not mostly on Perez. Dub going to take ownership of that as well. And that's that. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. That's the last time we're going to talk about that because, listen, we, we ain't going to have no problems no more because one of the things that I do pride ourselves on, A-Dub, is the standard that we set on DBE, right? We ain't right. – these podcasts, man, it sound like you doing this shit on the walkie-talkie, right? So I want people to be thinking, <laughs> like, we're more prayers recorded from a damn closet somewhere. No, I was not in the closet. Hey, but man, does not work for the FBI anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, bro, we got so much to talk about on this show. Obviously, audience, we gave y'all a low taste of Bears training camp last week, but I think we did a disservice to you guys based on my mic quality. So we're going to recap all of last week's Bears training camp and hit y'all with some insights from day five and day six. And they dub day six, boy, is the excited day because that's when the pads went on. So we got the audience covered on Woo. all things Bears training camp, baby. Yes, sir. Obviously, last week, A-Dub, you and I talked about the DJ Moore and Justin Fields connection, and we said, man, that shit was looking good. I saw it up close and personal. Justin had a lot of clean practices out there. So, obviously, it's not going to surprise anybody that DJ Moore and Justin Fields were some of our week one training camp standouts, A-Dub. As you and I talked about before, bro, those guys been really getting out of it together. They got the chemistry going on, and salute to both of them for doing a great job. And like, like I said, man, if I look at this objectively, DJ Moore, Doug, just last week alone, not even talking about what we observed from this week, the most impressive guy on that practice field. The connection, instant with Justin. It's like they've been playing together for years. The biggest takeaway I got from DJ Moore, Doug, is how that guy runs those routes. Now, we yes. saw it before when he was with the Panthers. But right. man, seeing him out there on that practice field, how smooth he is with the routes. Man, he makes that shit look easy, right? We we joked about last week how 
he treated Tyreek Stevenson, right? Mike was kind right. of going at Tyreek Stevenson a little bit, saying that everybody was cooking him. Well, you know, it's levels to him, right? That's right. how you know that Tyreek Stevenson, hey, you ain't longer in, in the NCAA, baby. He <laughs> in the big leagues now. But Absolutely. to that point, though, a guy like DJ Moore, who is that dude, he's him, as they say, Doug, that's what's going to happen. And being that league wide receiver, you got to show these young players up and show them that, hey, if you want to be great, want to be a great DB, you got a lot to learn, a lot to growing, and why not get that training from me right on, right on, right now? Get it now while you can. Now, on the flip side, we talked about Justin Fields, right? Now, from last week, I know it was a small sample size. And I also know that people in the past was like, man, Doug and Prince, y'all always be, everything Justin do, y'all be hyping them up and this and that and trying to make it sound like we some fanboys. Right. And I said, no, nah, because we've also held Justin accountable on this show. See, the problem right. is, Doug, you get some people, they may listen to one or two shows, but they're not consistent listeners like our guys like Mike and Aaron. And y'all know the rest. Trace because right. he gravy. Them guys ain't going to say that kind of stuff because they know what we do on this show. But you get some people, they may pop in for an episode and they may not listen for four or five. They're like, wait a minute, man, they always talk about Justin. Well, also <laughs> listen to the things that we did when we broke down Justin and what he needs to do better. Right. But to that point, though, now, it's only been a few practices. But what did I say last week, audience? From what I observed, Justin looks comfortable. He looks confident out there, man. Last year, I didn't see that same level of comfort from Justin in training camp. He looked good, but he it's a different ball game right now for him. Crazy. He's not making the same mistakes that he made last training camp. That's progress. He's been super surgical and accurate with the football. Hey, Doug. I've been excited to see his new release, the delivery, the mechanics. Man, everything with him is looking really smooth right now. And to your point, Perez, the fact that he's showing the growth now, the confidence, all that stuff coming into play, this is what you want to see. And I'm just so hopeful for the season, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. But right now in practices, he is turning it up. Now, I got to say, man, everything he's learning all season, he's showing right now on the field. I think it's really important for people to realize that he's spreading the football around. Now, last week, Dub, you and Mike talked about the fact that when Justin Fields was in his rookie season, when he got out there on the field, he locked in on Allen Robbins. Well, he's got a weapon in DJ Moore, but he's not doing that. Now, the Saturday's practice, now this is the one, Dub, that really got me fired up. You know how they run the two-minute drills at certain points of the practice, Dub? Yeah. Saturday's two-minute drill, man. I'm talking about surgical, spreading the football around, and also he was using his legs to pick up yards. Now, it wasn't in the way that, like, last year when he was running 50 yards. But, you know, he was doing it in ways to kind of get some yardage and kind of keep the chains moving a little bit. But what I want to say to y'all, in that two-minute drill, that's how I envision the 2023 offense to run with Justin Fields. Spread the football around. If he, he has an opportunity to take five, eight yards, take that shit. You know what I'm saying? Set up a second and short, a third and short, Right. That's right. how they were moving on that drive. And that's the thing that I envision the most with the Chicago Bears offense this season. And, Prince, I like that observation from you. Because what that shows is what Justin Fields is realizing that, hey, I'm not going to make this shit difficult. Make it easy as possible. If it ain't there, this is what I can do. I got options here. Why make it tough on myself or make it tough on my team? To your point, if I got to run, that's the only option I have, I'll go and do that. I'm not going out there, tax my body, and take all these crazy hits. Make a few yards, get my ass out of bounds. Hey, live to see another play and execute that play little by little, and then we can move the chain. So he's realizing that, hey, 
we got to score slowly, score slowly. If we got to score, we can score fast. Let's take advantage of it. But let's take what that defense are giving us. And I think right now he's starting to figure all of it out now, Perez. And that's what you like to see in your quarterback, understanding and keeping this team under control. Now, Chase Claypool, everybody had a lot to say about him. <laughs> Mike was over here trying to clown him a little bit last week. And, you know, I shut the door on that real quick. True. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you come to me and Dub's house, you take your shoes off before you enter, sir. Facts. Chase Claypool, I know he's polarizing. Fan base, everybody feels some kind of way about him. But, bro, last week, he was the guy outside of a DJ board, a Cole Komet, that stood out to me. He has been a problem in the red zone. That is the Chase Claypool that I envision in the Chicago Bears office this season. So far, Doug, Chase Claypool is looking like that deal. Ooh, because you heard all the noise about Claypool. You know that. We heard it all. Claypool isn't ready. Claypool don't want to play. Claypool doing so many other things like you talked about, Perez, in his own personal life. And they've made it all about football, his own personal right. life. And you like, hey, slow down. You told people to slow down, Perez. Let the man play football and separate the two. That's pretty much what you're telling everybody to do. And guess yep. what? We're starting to see on the field that Claypool is showing you all that. Look, so because I got a life outside of football doesn't mean I don't put football first, you know? And he's showing right now that, hey, I'm playing for something bigger than what you all think. I'm trying to get a contract next season. So I'm going to show you all in practice what I'm capable of doing. And to your point, getting in the red zone and getting touchdowns that way, Perez, those kind of things you can see that can happen between him and Justin Fields in the regular season. Because now they're getting that hookup, that chemistry like that, and being a target in the red zone, oh, man, that bodes well for Claypool. We're talking about numbers-wise. So he's able to eat in that area, bro. I'm quite sure Justin Fields is going to be looking for him as this, these practices continue to happen. And then you got to think about this, Dub, to the point that you just made. A lot of people, there was a lot of question marks that they had about him coming into camp, right? Yep. Whether it was the injuries from last season, whether it was the, the concerns about his work ethic, whether it was some of the reports that was coming out of Hallis Hall, right? Which you right. never know, like, if, if that shit was true or not, we don't know. But at the same time, it's never good to have that type of noise coming out about you because it's mostly negative. Right. But the one thing that I've noticed, bro, is he's been locked in. He's came into camp, A-Dub. Ready to roll, locked in. That's all you can ask him to do. He's made tough catches out there. Some of the route running that he's done. I mean, again, Tyreek Stevenson's been on the receiving end of some of that stuff. But again, the kids gonna get baptized. Hey, why not have it against your team? Because when when the Titans come in here, or when he goes up against the Colts, maybe Tyreek Stevenson will be better for it. But my point when it comes to the Chase Claypool audience is the fact that he has stood out, man. Team drills, he's looked phenomenal. He had a catch man for a touchdown on Wednesday last week that I was like, okay, I see you down here in the red zone making shit happen. He had a little sideline, little catch on Thursday's yep. practice. Mm -hmm. You saw what they do. Yep. It's that touchdown. Yep. Yeah, well, man. So, and that's the thing. We have to learn to separate people's personal life, which we should care about, between what we should care about is what they do on the football field. We should. You're right. Let the guy work, man. Do his thing. Do his job. And people just got to be more understanding, man, that, hey, so because these guys got millions of dollars for us, doesn't mean that, you know, they can't do anything other than play football, man. Let them enjoy their life, you know? Let them have one. Shit, they deserve it. Shit, you and I got a life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. We got to, man. And uh, You don't see what goes on behind closed doors, you know? And that's one thing I will say. All these players don't expose everything they do, you know, all the time, you know, and how they work and all that stuff. Some of it come out, but not all of it. Now, I will say 
I believe that Claypool was still working hard, man. Even if it didn't of make course. it. Of course he was. Of course yeah. he was. And you and see I, it. And that's a hell of a point, A-Dub, because a lot of guys, man, they put that shit on, on social media. Look at my workouts. Look at me out here, you know, doing this and doing that. Well, that's cool. But for me, I don't give a shit. I don't need to see it. I, right. well, I, I don't need to see the workouts. I just need to just see it on the field when, hey, when it's my time to observe. I don't need to know what you're doing in the offseason. I just right. need to know that you put it in the work. I don't need to see it. <laughs> right. I want to ask us to see if you already get results from it. Is it correlate to the field? You know, are you making things happen where it matters most? That's it. That's all I care about. Yep. My last standout from last week, A-Dub, was Kyler Gordon. Now, you see that he got the nickname from his teammate, Spider-Man. I thought that was pretty yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> I love it. And that's because he got the little Spidey sisters his teammates said, A-Dub. I love it, man. I love it. It's also shows growth, man. You starting to see my boy turn it up, Prez. Yeah, I mean, look, Doug, I'm not surprised, man. I know that when he was put in that position, it was put in, he was put in that position for a reason. These guys drafted him in the second round last year for a reason, A-Dub. Absolutely. The guy's a playmaker, man. He knows what the fuck to do out there. A-Dub, you talked about it last season on the show, man. The strides that he made down the stretch, man, he showed you the potential. I know a lot of people hate the potential word. But listen, if you want me to use a different word, he showed you the skill set. He showed you that he could ball. <laughs> I like you using those words, skill set. That's Eberflu's word, man. <laughs> That's right. And I, I get what he mean by that, right? And what you're talking about with Caleb Gordon, he is showing that. He got the skill sets. He got the instincts, right, Perez? He can sense things. He can see things. And um, he's now all of a sudden coming in a year better, right? Year growth, having a year under his belt. And now he's showing that, hey, you know what? This is going to be a little bit different. You know, I learned a lot from last season. And the fact that you see him go through that progress, you know, that process, now look where he's at now, says a lot about him and his character and what type of, you know, player he's going to be moving forward. And the thing is, to the point that I made about Justin Fields earlier, Kyler Gordon, he is a different player this year versus how he looked last year in training camp, yep. which is to be expected, right? He was a rookie. A lot of games last year, he was getting cooked out there. <laughs> he was. <laughs> but I'm looking at him from last week. He's identifying plays before they even have it. Hence the Spider-Man nickname. He's very comfortable out there on the practice field right now. Sniffing out screen passes, Dub. Diving past deflections, man. And even if his guy catches the ball, he's right there, man. Johnny on the spot in coverage. So I'll tell you one thing, A-Dub. This guy right here has been really impressing me. Really impressing me. Audis, this ain't just us just talking shit. I've seen this with my own eyes. My own eyes. Kyler Gordon, brother, if he can carry on what he's doing right now into the season, it's going to be, boy, the NFL, dog, <laughs> they ain't going to know what to do with this damn Bears defense. <laughs> you already heard what Jaquan Briscoe already said about the damn Bears defense, dog. Talk to him. We know that this is not the same Bears defense from last year. You and I have been saying that on this show for damn near fucking months now. Even though we didn't see it in a game, we saw what we saw in minicamp. We've seen what we've seen so far. We're going to get a chance to see it Family Fest, first preseason game. But I'll tell you, man, this is a whole different animal this season, A-Dub. Uh, we've seen a growth in a lot of our young players with Brisker, Caligord. These guys are ready. And the big part of what they're trying to accomplish is seeing that improvement at secondary. And that's one of the things I, I – you talk about a highlight of the Bears moving forward. Those young guys, man, are showing us that they got talent and they got skill. And that's what I like to see. You just talked a lot about Kyler Gordon. 
and the growth you've seen from him already, Prez. And I'm telling you, I'm with you, man. I've been impressed with these young guys, man. And Kyler Gordon, and to your point, you mentioned to us a while, a while ago, Prez, on this show about having Kyler Gordon play in the Knicks. And to see the growth with him really evolving in that role tells me a lot. And that's going to be a critical component for the Bears moving forward. So Kyler Gordon is going to be our guy there. We know what Brisket can do. To me, I felt that guy, you know, was a Pro Bowl type player last season, you know, and I think he can probably take the next step, next jump. But that has allowed a guy like Bo Jack to do his own thing, you know what I'm saying, of what he's accustomed to doing because of that. And that's what you like to see, man. Therefore, you're not putting so much on Bo Jack to do to get him out of sync. But now he can just play football, you know, because he has other pieces around him who are going to continue to execute. Jalen Johnson, another young guy still getting better prayers. You talk a lot about him as well. But you got to love this secondary in general about what this Bears is becoming down the road. And you can see how it's all coming to form. You still got the young players, like you said, with Tyreek Stevenson, you know, and Smith, those two guys. But you love what you're seeing with this young group. I mean, you just brought up Jalen Johnson's name, and I would have to say, and we kind of teased it last week, but the matchup between him and DJ Moore. That's been awesome, right? Because, hey, yep. DJ Moore has won some, but Jalen Johnson has also won more. And you brought it up on the show last week when you talked about iron sharpening iron. Real words have never been spoken because that is the only way you get better is by going up against the best. Think about yep. how much better DJ Moore is going to be for no matchup. Think about how much better Jalen Johnson is going to be. Whew. Think about how much better Tyreek Stevens is going to be. You know what this reminds me of, Perez? <laughs> When you think about this, I'm going to use a, a sports analogy, a basketball analogy in a way, and you all get where I'm coming from with this. When Scottie Pippen had to guard Mark Jordan, right, in practice, what that's going to do for Scottie Pippen when you talk about guarding anyone else, you know? <laughs> so I'm just saying, because DJ Moore is not just any old wide receiver. He is a great wide receiver, bro. I'm being 100 with you, you know? You know this. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we got Jalen Johnson defending DJ Moore. How much better is going to improve Jalen Jones, as you talked about, Perez? Absolutely. He can't do nothing but improve off this. So, okay, you beat me this time. Now I got to figure out how to get you next time, you know? So you love that competitive juices there, but also you see a lot of learning from both sides in that aspect of going against tough defense versus tough offense, right? You get to see that, and this is where you learn at. And this is the thing, too. Jalen Johnson has not shied away from going head up with D.J. Moore. In fact, he's wanted. He's embracing that competition, eh, Dub? And you love to see that. A guy in his contract year that's out here like, no, nah, I want to be great. Put me right. up against the number one guy. Let's go. And I will tell you, he's done the impossible because he's forced to make completions. And yeah. there have not been many incompletions when it comes to Fields and, and more. Right, right, right. <laughs> because you see that chemistry with both of those guys with Fields and more. But to your point, man, Jalen Johnson's holding his own ground. And I'm quite sure even Flues, Holes, they're looking at this like, okay, Let's see what Johnson got in him. Right now, I'm quite sure they, they've been pretty much impressed by the battles that they've been having with, between DJ Moore and Jalen Johnson. So, Dub, you brought up a couple episodes ago one of the guys that you thought was potentially in trouble of making this roster, and it was Dante Pettis. Mm. Well, Dante Pettis remains out right now. I feel like those chances of Dante Pettis making this Bears roster, man, are becoming more and more slim by each practice that he misses. Man, it really, you got Money Moon back in the fold. Yep. You got Claypool showing us a whole hell of a lot. You got DJ Moore showing us a lot, Perez. I mean, he in trouble, bro. It's like, where is he going to fit in that, man? And he's not on the field getting those reps in at that. You're missing out a whole lot. And what's going to be important, as you know and I know, to this offense, is chemistry. You're not there to get that chemistry with Justin Fields. They are leaving you behind. And with that, you got to think to yourself in the mirror, like, man, I'm behind the eight ball. 
how am I going to get some references on this team here when the team may not even have that kind of trust in me moving forward? Because unfortunately, I have not been able to play. No, it's fair. Kendall Vildor is another guy that I feel like might be on the outside looking in. When I looked at guys getting reps there at the cornerback position, he has not been getting reps with the ones, at least not as much as Terrell Smith, Tyreek Stevenson, and Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon's even been getting reps outside. So that makes me wonder, like, hey, what, what's the Bears' plans for Kendall Vildor? We've talked about that on this show. Like, hey, what are some of these offseason moves? What do that mean for Kendall Vildor? Right. So we, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see as we get deeper and deeper into this preseason what this means. Because right now, I just haven't seen him getting the reps that the other guys are getting. Man, that's tough. If he's not getting the reps, bro, <laughs> and you're right, you have not heard a lot of noise about him and what he's been able to do in practice and – Possibly they're having their trust in some other players who showed us some good signs. So with that, Briz, <laughs> I'm not so sure what it's going to mean for him falling in with this team, man, moving forward. And it's unfortunate for him, right? But, you know, this Bears team is all about, you know, moving forward, competitive nature, and all those good things with the hitch principles. You know, they're they trying to do some great things. And right now, it looks like Vildor may not fit in those plans. Now, I got to ask, one of the things that we've been talking about during the offseason was Jack Sanborn how he emerged last season, how he's that guy that took an opportunity last year and ran with it, right? Right. Now, the team has been very adamant that he remains the starter. However, we know that they've been easing him back in from injury. So what are your thoughts there when you look at that position between Jack Sanborn and Noah Sewell? I will say Noah Sewell is clearly trying to close that gap, bro. And what Sewell is saying, that, look, you all have to eventually play me. And I got nothing against Jack Sanborn. I like the guy, Perez. You talked a lot about him, highly of him. But what it's saying is, hey, we're going to have two guys who are going to play. And the fact is, I'm liking what I'm seeing, the competitive nature out of both of them. They're competing. They're competing hard. They both want to play, of course. But the fact is, remains, Perez, hey, you got to accept the fact that Noah is coming, bro. He is here, man. He coming to play. That kid is showing us a hell of a lot, Perez, on that practice field. And one of the things we've seen with Sewell is he's taking first-team reps as OTAs and through our most recent practices that we've seen. And yep. now while I believe Iberflus when he says that it's Sanborn's job, I'll just tell you this, man. The NFL, we know how this shit is. Uh-huh. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't want them to rush Sanborn back, but I guarantee you he, he's totally pressing right now. He, he sees is. this kid Sewell coming for his spot. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Yeah, he sees it, friends. It, 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 is, it is real, man. It, it's real, right? And it's like, hey, this is real time. This kid is not coming to play around playing any games, you know. He wants a spot on this roster. And matter of fact, he wants my spot, you know. So you're right. He may be pressing a little bit, Sanborn. But at the end of the day, man, Sanborn, if you're not fully healthy or 100%, you don't want to send the wrong message. Well, let's, let's kind of fast forward a little bit here to yesterday's practice. So when I say yesterday, I'm speaking of Monday. What we've observed from the Monday practice, A-Dub, was a defense to the point that we made earlier. But Jaquan Briscoe said it's a different swag with this defense. But we saw that swag on Monday because that defense won the fucking day, A-Dub. Man, that defense ain't playing no games, man. And I, I think this is what you want to see, really, that our defense. You want to see that line make some noise for us, that D-line. And they've been coming, bro. They've been getting pressure out there on your boy Justin Fields. Uh, the secondary been making some good plays and getting deflections and things of that nature. It's like this defense is pretty much saying that, hey, the offense, y'all done y'all a thing last week. 
but we ain't gonna be no let you all just run over us, you know. We're gonna show that we here. And right now they come to play, man. So they gotta get the defense a lot of credit, man. They coming for them. And three picks by the defense on Monday's practice. Woo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, Jaquan Briscoe almost had another one. It almost been four. And we have not talked and given any love to the undrafted rookie Brandon Trahan. My man had two of those picks on Monday. Now a lot of people ain't talking about this kid. You heard the name here on this show. Yeah. That kid has stood out. He's played very well. Undrafted. Two picks on Monday's practice. Braylon Trahan. Remember that name. Even if he doesn't make this roster, the kid's got game. And he's been yeah. out there balling. And the thing that excites Iberflus, you know, more, it's seeing players like that try to come in and, and make a name for themselves, right? Being a playmaker. And that's what stands out, right? If you want to make a, make your name and get known by the coaching staff, you got to do the unusual. Getting picks is one way to do it, man. Put that down and write it down so they can see that you out here ready to play, man. So I got to salute to that guy because right now he got the spotlight on him, Chris. Now, I talked about how Justin murdered the 7 on 7 two-minute drill on Saturday. Yep. Uh, the two-minute drill on Monday did not go the offense's way. Did not go the offense's way. And one of the things that I noticed is the play calling was a little was a little suspect. However, <laughs> you know what I mean? I you knew still it was gotta coming. execute. You gotta execute. You know what I mean? Yep. But okay, let me let me let me just say this. The problem was a dub. It could have been a mix of the play calling, but I think the execution wasn't there. Okay. They were going against the second team defense, all right. You know, whatever. There. But Justin in the office, they weren't able to capitalize. They weren't able to convert on that. Now, on that drive, and this is why I was so high on Chase Claypool from last week, because on a Monday's practice, dude, nice catch. But you know what did them in? A bad snap by Lucas Patrick. Ooh, ooh. And ooh. a holding penalty, Doug. By who? Same guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Braylon Trahan. Picked off Justin when Justin tried to take with D shot. The reason why I wanted to signal this failed two minute drill. Think about how many times we talked on this show, A Dub, about how the Bears offense struggled late at the end of games. Yeah. So I think that that two minute drill is something that I'm going to be really focusing in on. And I feel like anytime Dub, you or I are at a practice, we need to be charting their success with those two minute drills because that's going to be a really key thing for me this season. Absolutely, Perez. I'm glad you brought that up, man, because you're right. If you think about the Bears last season, some of the areas they struggled in, you know, you talk about pushing the pace and, you know, and try to keep some momentum going. That's part of what caused it, right? It takes a few mistakes, right, in a drive, right? And that's what ruined it all. Like a bad snap or, you know, a penalty that just sets you all the way back. We had enough of those last season that hurt us. But to your point, man, those two-minute drills, we got to see them. Get, this team show improvement on the offensive side and show that they're pretty good in the area. Because So we start to see growth in that area. It says a lot about this team moving forward. Chase Claypool, I gave him his props from last week. Hey, Monday, I thought he had his best practice, and I thought he was pretty damn solid last week. So, again, yep. it's going to be really cool to continue to see him stacking good practices. Right. And guess who was covering Chase Claypool when he was making plays? Who was that, Kyle Gordon? Nope, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Okay, okay, okay. And That's you know good. what Chase played? You know what Chase Claypool was doing? He was going up and making plays. He was going up and getting that football, making contested catches. See, that's what you want to see right there because you're making them kind of catches on a Jalen Johnson. 
as you and I was so highly of Jalen Johnson, he's not an any old, you know, cornerback. He plays physical, right? And the fact that you're able to get by him and make some good plays like that, that's just tell you, boy, as you've been talking about it, Perez, Claypool ready, man. I think he's ready, Perez. And even though the offense didn't win the day on Monday, I thought that Justin was still sharp in his seven on sevens, Doug. Solid day overall, minus the, the picks, right? That's picks, the thing. Right, right. You never want to see the, the, the multiple picks, but he'll learn from that. There's probably some things that he's probably trying to test out. So fine, you know what I'm saying? But I would say in the 707 period, he did a really good job of spreading the ball around, just like I talked about how he did on Saturday in the two-minute drill. Right. Had some really nice completions to Tyler Scott and, again, Chase Claypool. And both of those guys made plays against Jalen Johnson. And, again, we talk about this iron and sharp and iron. So my whole thing is I really can't wait to see how this team looks when they do those joint practices against the Colts next week because I feel like it's been some really spirited battles between the offense and defense so far. Yeah, it has been, Briz. But the one thing you and I have not been hearing a lot about, though, is our running game. I'm, I'm all for our passing game. You know me, right? I'm happy to hear that. Justin Fields airing that shit out, right? Feels good to hear that. DJ Moore, Claypool, Komet, all these others getting involved. But you have not heard a lot about how we run the football, man. And I'm thinking about that part of the game and saying, hey, good to evolve one way, but you don't want to take any major steps back in the other direction when it comes to running the football. So I kind of wonder, you know, where we are in that area, in that department, for and trying to get better in that area too. Well, I would say it's a little tougher until pads go on, which didn't happen until today, to properly right. evaluate the running game. But I would say Dante Foreman is a guy that's kind of stood out to me as far as that running back room is concerned. Okay. But again, it's hard to really give much feedback on those running backs until those pads don't move. But we know that Khalil Herbert is going to get a majority of snaps during True. the regular season. But I think if Dante Foreman continues to be impressive like I've seen, I think he'll be able to work himself into a really nice role. You know what I mean? But he's going to have to continue to to stack practice together. But right now, right, he's right. a guy that's been kind of standing out to me. And we'll get a good taste, like you said, man, going against up, going up against the Colts. That, that gives us a good idea to see how this team continue to balance things out from the run game to passing game. But overall, man, I, I just enjoy just hearing all the great growth we're hearing in our passing game because we knew how important that was coming coming to this upcoming season. No, it's, it's super important. I wanted to say another thing about Justin Fields that I've noticed from these practices is that he's been doing a lot of checking the ball down. Right. And I don't know if that's just something that he's been working on with Getty, but it's definitely been calculated. If it's not there, let's check it down. Right, right. And so it seems like maybe that's the, the thing that they think is going to help the offense this season. It's we know what he can do with that deep ball, Ada. We know what he yeah. can do with the deep ball. <laughs> and what that also shows is it shows Justin Fields' growth, you know, and going through all this with reads, right? And now all of a sudden checking it down and saying, hey, I got another man right here, right, that I can utilize. Instead of just me just utilizing my feet the whole time, you know, I can save some energy, right? And and let somebody else do some of that hard labor work, right? And I think with that, it just shows again a lot of growth in Justin Fields, and we can see some good things out of him as a as a quarterback by doing that. You talk about extra, you know, receiving yards. There you go. Well, I mean, we know that the last season he struggled with the short intermediate passes. And yep. he didn't do a good job of taking what the defense gives him. So when I'm seeing these checkdowns, it's almost just like, to your point, it's showing that progress. But again, mm -hmm. it's just another positive sign that, hey, man, we don't have to get it all on this one play. 
You know, right. What I mean? And that's the thing that I'm seeing with the kid is that growth is the fact that he's understanding, hey, this defense, this is what they're going to give me. I'm taking it. And I think I that think a lot of times when it comes to Justin, we fell in love with the flash plays that he was making because, yeah, man, who doesn't want the, the sexy <laughs> offense and whatnot? Right, right. <laughs> but I'm okay with some check downs, man, if we get five or six yards a pop. Hell yeah. I can roll with that, bro. Second and four. I'll take it. <laughs> yes, sir. Because yes, I don't want them third and longs. You know, I man, I hate them. <laughs> that was that Matt Nagy offense. I hated those. What's the play call of third and 17? You're fucked. That's what the right. play call is. <laughs> You ain't lying, bro. I know my boy Fred's over there going crazy. Like, hey, man, what the hell is going on with this offense, man? Third and long? Come on, man. Again? No, nah, we're going to need that, bro. Not at all. Exactly. Now, Tyreek Stevenson, to the point that I was making last week about him being a rookie and knowing, man, that he was going to get better from the performance that he put out there on the practice field last week, Monday's practice ain't done. He bounced back, got a pick on Justin Fields on a pass intended to chase Claypool. Yep. And he also had a nice breakup on a pass intended for DJ Moore. So this is my whole thing. He had a taste of last week. He probably got in that playbook. He probably was watching film. And this is the thing. He's going to learn from it. Well, you love to see that piece of it with him showing that kind of growth, learning from his mistakes. You know, because the thing is, you got to realize, hey, this ain't college no more. And the best way to learn, man, is to get on that field and, and, and take some risks, take some chances. And measuring yourself up to some of these good wide receivers on this football team. And just seeing the fact that this kid bounced back from having a tough game, you know, a tough practice against going against DJ Moore and Claypool and those others. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm learning the job. I'm learning fast. And, hey, if I can see things to change my game up moving forward, I'll do it. And it just shows you that he's willing to make some adjustments very quickly. And this is the thing, too. As we always talk about on this show, competition brings the best out of everybody. And when you got Terrell Smith, who's also – breathing down Tyreek Stevenson's neck. And Hell what yeah. Tyreek Stevenson do? He fucking rebounded with his best fucking practice of, of, the, of the young training camp. And Terrell Smith, he's been really impressive. And this coaching staff continues to give him starting opportunities out there, man. He's gotten a lot of reps with the ones they do. I think he's earning that, Perez. And the fact is, when you're a kid, young guy, you know, Playing with the ones give you a different feel from playing with the twos, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, you got to understand, you got to really show your game and elevate quickly because otherwise you get embarrassed down that field. <laughs> and now he's realizing that, hey, I got to come in, play my best. But he's showing you also that, you know what? I want an opportunity. I want a chance. And I want to continue to learn and grow at the same time with my chances. But also show this team, like you say, that where you use my skill sets, right? <laughs> Let me show you what I can do. So he's been out there, been able to perform, man, and getting deflections out there. It just says a lot about him that, hey, we have another kid that's on his way up, man. And I like that. So we hear that Alan Williams is telling us not to read too much into who's where and who's being played and what position and what reps they're getting. That's right. coach speak. Yep. When I look at that, I'm like, man, y'all giving this kid every opportunity to compete with this guy. And there's nothing wrong with it, right? Y'all don't have to wrong. tell us, but we got eyes. We we see what's going on <laughs> out there. Absolutely, friends. We see it very clearly what's going on. And the fact is that competition is getting tougher and tougher out there. And whoever wants that spot is really going to have to earn that spot. Nothing's given to anyone on this team. Fuck no. Uh-uh. My last thing about Monday's practice, A-Dub, is you and I talked about this offensive line, right? And then the importance of them keeping pressure out of Justin Fields' face. Now, on Monday's practice, it won't be a surprise for you guys to hear that pressure was getting in Justin's face in that practice. Right. But I also tell you guys about Monday's practice, Justin had multiple picks. Did things coincide with one another? Now, 
We know last season that the Bears finished with the worst pass rush on defense. So when I saw the defense out there giving the Bears offensive line hell, I was like, let's go. We didn't see this last season. They was getting after him, bro. And the good thing about it, bro, it's like it's bittersweet in a way, right? It's like it's good to see the D-line get after them, but it's like, okay, what about our O-line, right? So it's like it's bittersweet, man. It's like either one we're going to praise one side and then probably criticize the other side, man. So we don't get anywhere really with that. It's like, okay, good to hear these guys getting pressure, man, on Justin Fields. Sounds really good. And the fact is we're getting pressure. And you're like, yeah, I love that part of it. But then you go back to your actual stuff, okay, is our O-line can't hold up? What are we doing here, right? So that's never going to be a win on this side, bro. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a win for one side and a bad for the other side. That's what I'm getting at. No, I hear you, Doug, but I still think that it's important, though, for us to, to call out what the defense is doing. But to your point, yes, because obviously where you got a winner, you're going to have somebody that got beat, yep. right? So, <laughs> yep. no, fair point. Demarcus Walker, right? I talked about him last week on the show on how he's bringing that, that, that fire, bringing that intensity. Hey, it's been, it was no different on Monday's practice, and it was tough to see that he potentially went down with some sort of an injury in today's yeah. practice. Because, like I said, that defense, it needs that type of intensity because he's brought it. I am starting to like, really, really like Demarcus Walker. And you and I talked about it, right, the trash talking he's been doing out there as well. But he's also been backing it up, man, and getting that in that backfield, trying to wreck havoc a little bit and, and apply pressure on Justin Fields. That says a lot because we need a guy like him, man, to continue doing what he's doing. And so far as I've, what we've seen thus far is that he's been having a pretty good training camp, bro. And I want to see it continue. I don't want to see any setbacks on the guy, you know, that can force him, you know, to sit out a lot of practices because of, you know, injuries and things of the nature, which I know even fools don't want to talk much about. But I, I get it, man. I want to see this guy continue to thrive, man, moving forward. And like I said, right now, I'm loving to see a guy put pressure on the quarterback. He baptized not only Darnell Wright, but also Braxton Jones as well. And yep. They'll be better for it. Learn, and the thing is, they realize the quality of pass rushers that this Bears team have this season versus last season. I understand we had a couple guys on our team, you know, early on who are no longer with us. But at the end of the day, you know, they're starting to see really, you know, overall that hey, this defense can get after you. You know, this is an improvement on the defense. Now, one guy that I did not give some love to for what I've noticed from him in camp so far is Tyler Scott. Now, I know that we'll talk about the DJ Moores and the Chase Claypools and your boy Money Moon, eh, Doug? Yes, sir. However, Tyler Scott, behind the scenes, under the radar, brother, he's putting together a pretty strong camp. And one word that I would use to describe this dude, he's a blur. <laughs> I like that. Dude's fast as fuck out there, y'all. He is. My God. <laughs> I like this Tyler Scott. You put me up on this guy, man, very well. And you talk a lot about him on this show, man. And he's another element, you know? And I think a guy like him, I'm going to be 100 with you, Prez. And we talked about this before as well. He's pushing my boy Money Moon. Yes. <laughs> he is pushing him saying, hey, Money Moon, you got to play, bro, because I'm playing. I'm coming out here. I'm going to show him practice every day. Then I'm going to make you be your best every time you step out on the field. And that's what he's really doing. And when Tyler Scott is out there, Prez, you can always see him making some type of big, big play out there, you know? We even told them, saw him make a big play today, you know, with Justin Fields. So it's like, this yes, dude sir. is really going to continue to show us, man, that throw that ball deep, I'm going to be ready. And that was a deep ball he caught today, was that, hey, Justin Fields will look hardy on that, you know? <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he yeah. was. That's right. It, That's right. But it's but it's telling you right now about Tyler Scott. You've been telling everybody, Perez, this kid can fly. He can get downfield, man. 
if we got multiple players that can create separation for us, look, that's what we want right there. So add Tyler Scott to the list. But that means other players on this team, like Claypool and Money Moon, you can't, you can't, you can't lack out there. You got to play your A game all the time. Well, that's when I look at a guy like Dante Pettis and Equinemia St. Brown, I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, this kid, hey, he's home. Now, one of the things, Doug, that got me excited when they drafted Tyler Scott was not just the speed, but his route running. That was the thing that really was impressive to me watching his film. And some of those things I'm seeing already, just in a short amount of time at camp, he had a rep against Terrell Smith. Terrell Smith, A-Dub, is jamming him off the, the line of scrimmage. Did a really did good job. Mm -hmm. But Tyler Scott still got open on that play because he's so shifty. He's so good with his feet. And he does not look like a rookie out there. Even fools will tell you, the kid is picking his offense up, is learning his offense at a big-time pace, and he's really getting – Really good chemistry with Justin Fields and even with P.J. Walker as well. Uh-oh. Well, when you're getting that experience with Justin Fields, if you're becoming another weapon for Justin Fields, that trust level, press is starting to continue to increase. And that's what really carry over on the field, man. During, you know, the regular season, you know, it's like preseason. You get to see some of that, man. And I'm just happy for a guy like Tyler Scott because, you know, he is a big-time player. He's showing us some things right now, Perez. And if you're able to continue to get separation, you are a target. You are a target for Justin Fields. You can get open. And you you talked about it already. Justin Fields is spreading the ball around. He's not oh. just attached to DJ Moore. So, therefore, if Tyler Scott flying down that field, and you talk a lot about this deep ball <laughs> that we see a lot of last season, not mm -hmm. enough, but we see a lot of. But the thing is, that can happen even more. And we can see on the other end with the catch, a guy like Tyler Scott, making those big-time catches. So that kid continue, man, getting that type of separation for us. Oh, man. We're talking about 4,000 yards that Justin Fields talked about. Oh, hell yeah, it's possible. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah why listen, not? I, I don't see any reason why he can't, because especially with the growth that we're seeing with him with the check downs, with him yep. taking what the defense gives him, right? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be forcing things, but I do feel that A-Dub, if there's an opportunity for him to take a shot, he's going to be shot to do it. But before we get out of here, I want to talk about today's practice, which was the first padded practice, which is the practice that we are all here for. Now, we know that the Bears are still without Nate Davis. We have no idea what's going on with him. We have no idea what's going on with Roshan Johnson because, you know, even Fool's going to keep that shit close to the vest. He ain't going to really tell you too much. True. So we'll see what's going on with those two guys. But the first padded practice and the big observation from this practice was those rookie defensive tackles, A-Dub, they were getting after it today. Woo-wee, man. You got to love those rookies, man, getting after it, man. You know, uh, this is what you want to hear. You know, young players want to make a name for themselves, right, Perez? You know they got to earn every snap, man, every play. They want to also show the coaching staff, as I talked about, what they keep doing. The hits principle is real. If you want to apply the hits principle, you got to do what Eberflu expects you to do on that field, make things happen. The D-line can get back there, make things happen, Perez. These young guys, these rookies that are coming in, you got to love what they're doing right now because they're showing Eberflus that, hey, we can come in and we can play. So right now we're going to show you early, give you a good taste of the mess and with the pads on of what we're capable of doing. So I am happy for them, man. I want to see them continue to do that. And one thing for the audience to keep in mind was that Matt Eberflus described today's practice as more as a moderate practice. He said Wednesday's practice ain't up is going to probably have double the work. So they Ooh. only did about 48 reps. 
So we're probably going to be a little bit shy of 100 reps tomorrow. Any of you Bears fans that have tickets for tomorrow's practice, there's going to be no shortage of action and hitting out there. So y'all enjoy y'all sales. And I can't wait <laughs> to see and to hear and to listen to all those things because A.W. and I won't be out there for Wednesday's practice. We'll probably be there a little bit later in the week. We are looking forward, nevertheless, to hearing what comes out about Wednesday's practice. Because like I said, there was a lot of things that I took away from today's practice, Dub. Another up and down day for the offense. Again, yeah. when you hear that kind of stuff, it shows the defense is, ma is making the offense, you know what I'm saying, work a little bit. But then also maybe for some people may say, oh, man, the offense is this and that. No, just look at it like the defense is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Hey, you hear about Javon Dexter? You hear about Zach Pickens, man, what they doing in practice? They coming. These guys have been impressing, Perez. And it's not about the offense line, just about the offense line. We talk about our defense as well. And these young players, like I said, want to show us some, some goods, man. Show them. We need players, quality players that can ball, can ball out, man, on that defensive side of it. So I want to hear more about our young players and what they're capable of doing. Because at the end of the day, there's gonna be they're gonna be some of the ones taking the field and have to do a good job for us down the road. And I do want to make sure that the audience does realize that, hey, while I'm just telling you it was up and down day, yeah, there were some positives. But I also yeah. want to make sure that we you, the defense is holding firm in there. Now, yeah. there was a play out there, man, today that was really fucking impressive. Justin Fields threw like a five-yard slant to D.J. Moore. Right. D.J. Moore fucking took that bitch and turned up the field almost a 50-, 60-yard game. He got pushed out of bounds. But after that, Doug, the defense rebounded. Second of stops. So that's the thing. So DJ Moore got the best of the defense on that on that uh, particular uh, series. They came right. back the next two series and shut shit down. If that's what it's about, Perez, you know, uh, trying to create leverage and balance, right? The defense trying to create some leverage for themselves. The offense trying to create leverage for themselves, right? And this is going to be a, a battle. That's what you want to do to see this team compete. And what Perez is talking about right now, what you're saying, bro, is that we saw both sides compete, man. Some, the offense won some battles. The defense won some battles, man. I even like the deep ball from Tyler Scott. He called, you know? But again, yeah, that was you, know, nice. that was nice. <laughs> you know, we see some good things at the offense, like you said, Perez. But hey, it's a battle out there, man. It's a battle. And each side is pushing the other side. And that's what I'm glad to hear and see from both sides of the equation. Because we're going to hear more about it, Perez, moving forward. And I want to see, again, that competition level level on both sides of the football fight and battle out. Because that's what you say. Iron Shepard, Iron Perez, that's what's going to make this offense better and also make the defense better for the long haul. Now, Doug, earlier in the conversation, you was asking about the run game, right? And I talked to you about Dante Foreman. I also yes. said, this is the day where you can evaluate the run game. And what I will say is that the Bears' defense looked pretty damn stout against the Bears' rushing offense today. Now, Ooh. the Bears' rushing defense last year, ugh, it's awful, as you guys already know. So yeah. it was encouraging to see this new front seven, how they matched up. It was just even good to hear Travis Gibson, hear his name come up, man, and he's how he's getting back there as well. And I'm like, hey, you know, I was been high on Travis Gibson. You have Prez, and we were disappointed this season he had. But to hear that he's now getting back, making some noise, it just says a lot about what we've seen from him. And I hope he is improved for the season for sure because we can utilize a guy like him. And the running plays that I saw, there was not much daylight out there for those running plays. Andrew Billings, man, he takes up a lot of real estate out there. He made some stops. Jack Sanborn returned, got some yep. stops out there. So, hey, man, I was really encouraged by that front stuff. If they can play like that this season, man, we're going to be in good shape, bro. Hey, Press.
we gonna need it, man. You know we gonna need it, bro. We gonna need it. But the thing is, you're right. If they play that way, Perez, I know what our secondary really can do. So we're gonna need this, like you said, D line man, to do their part, do their job. Because I can see now we talk about interceptions and things of that nature. We can see the turnovers, man. I, I would love to see that D line man really, really play a big part. I mean, I led this segment by talking about Dexter and Pickens, right, and how they stood out. Yep. The biggest thing about them in, in today's practice was that they was in that backfield whenever they wanted to. They got consistent pressure. Now, we also talked about Nate Davis, how he's out. Yeah. We also know that Tevin Jenkins is learning that new position. True. But I'll tell you one thing, boy, these rookies, this was strong dudes, and they fast, man. <laughs> they fast. They violent. You don't lose a beat with these rookies, at least how they're playing early on, Perez. And what they're showing. And that's why I like to see these kind of signs, you know, that quickness, their ability, man, the explosiveness to get in the backfield. And the fact is, you know, seeing multiple rookies do that, man, it just feels really good to hear. And you just want to see those guys excel, you know, down the road. But I'm telling you, man, I'm kind of high on some of these rookies. I'm not looking at the place they were drafted at. I'm looking about what they can do on the field, you know. So if they continue to show growth for us, man, bro, that's what we want to see, man, out of these guys. You just want to see these guys again continue to show, man, that they belong in the NFL. Through that. Now, I talked a second ago about how Nate Davis isn't in there. Now you got Lucas Patrick that's working in the right guard. And <laughs> so that's, again, right there. You know, that's not his natural position, even though we know he has that versatility to play guard. Right. We know that he's more of a center. Now, <laughs> I'm going to give Lucas Patrick some, 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 some props here. Now... You know, when they go goal line drill, the mm -hmm. Bears offense got back-to-back -back rushing touchdowns, and Lucas Patrick was pretty fired up out there. Now, I know I get my little jokes in about him. I know he had the bot snap that I was talking to y'all about. But, hey, that guy right there still, he still can, he still can play. He can compete. We haven't seen the best of what he could offer. And so I'm going to give the guy a chance here this summer because you never know. We may end up using him this season. He does always talk to us about injury. So – Look, we need everybody. <laughs> That's how I see it. And the fact is, you know, and you hit a good point. When we signed Lucas Patrick, we respect a lot of him, bro. We really were. And I hope he still can show us something. I do hope that he can, you know, show us that he can block either right guard or center press. I hope he can do some good things for us because, you know, that versatility is something we do need on the O-line still. We need depth on the O-line as well. So if he can come and do his part, good for him. And I'm glad he had some good signs on the goal line. I'm really glad to see that, you know, and glad to see some fire in his eyes too, getting pumped up. Keep that same energy because we're going to need it throughout the season. Definitely keep that same energy. We're going to need it. I'm going to switch over to the rookie right tackle, Darnell Wright. We know that he aced his conditioning test. We know that Darnell Wright's got a ton of potential. Ryan Poles loves him. The fan base likes him. The guy's got a nasty streak. We know all that good stuff. So far in camp, A-Dub, I still feel like he's finding his way. I still feel like he's getting acclimated, right? It's no different than what we talked about with a Tyreek Stevenson, right? Right, And I right. feel like Darnell Wright is going through that right now. I, I think I'm with you on that, bro. He's still trying to find his game. And um, it's a lot to learn. I know he on some plays, he got himself cooked on some plays. Um, he won some battles as well. But to your point, we haven't seen the best of him yet. And I think he's still making a transition, you know, and um, I think it's going to get better. It's a lot of good things to him. Even Fools definitely talked about him, you know, and what he saw from him um, after today's practice, you know, and the fact that he showed growth and, you know, um, 
with learning and, and, and stances and all that good stuff and how he blocks. He's seen some growth in that area and um, he wasn't fooled easily. But however, we did see him get beat at times, right? Yep. And I think with that, seeing him get beat, you're like, in your point, man, hey, you can't be getting beat like that because you're a guy that Perez talked about before. You ain't giving up any sacks in, in college. <laughs> guy won't give up no sacks. 19, you know? 19, 19 consecutive games, baby. Exactly, exactly. You want to hold that streak up, right? You want to keep it going. So, therefore, to your point, Perez, he's finally starting to see that he's been challenged a little bit and got to make some adjustments, right? And that's part of the process. When you're coming in as a rookie, this is a different level of the game, right? And you're going to get some other guys who are hungry, like a Travis Gibson, right, who beat you a couple of times because he's yep. hungry. He knows it's at stake for him. So, therefore, you know, you as a rookie, you got to continue to show growth and, and learn how to, you know, contain those type of guys who are just desperate at this point. And that's going to help you learn as a player, but he got to figure it all out. One thing, though, to point out, Doug, while you did mention about Travis Gibson beating him twice, which if those would be, if that had been in the game, those are sacks, right? And so right. to that point, you, you don't want your quarterback always getting flushed out of the pocket. But right. I do want to circle back and say that Wright did have some really good moments, right? We yep. talked about that goal line period where the offense got those back-to-back -back touchdowns. That was off the strength of what he and Lucas Patrick were doing on that offensive line. Right. But right. it just shows you the ability, like what he said of him bouncing back. He had mm -hmm. that false start penalty. He was able to come back from that as well. And that part of the game, the mental part, right? You know, we always talk about mental toughness, Perez. You talk a lot about that as well. And this kid is showing that, right? That mental toughness saying, hey, you know what? I had a bad moment, but guess what? I can bounce back. I can learn from it and get better, you know? And I think every time he get out there on that field, Perez, every rep, you know, he is showing that, hey, you know what? I'm going to learn something every time. Whether I win the battle or lose the battle, I'm still going to learn something about myself and understand what I got to do to continue to improve. So I like that what you called out, how he bounced back, because we're going to need a guy like him to stay mentally strong moving forward. And it just shows that he already got it in him already. So earlier in the show, we talked about Jaquan Brisker, right, and how he's really fired up about the potential of this defense. Well, he had to play it today here in practice today, duh. And Jaquan Brisker, anybody that's listened to this show, you guys know that I've been high on this kid since he was in college. When the Bears drafted him, I True. was fired up. Just a playmaker, Doug. Just a playmaker. Everything that this kid stands for, I'm with. You know why I was so fucking excited about the play that he made on P.J. Walker today? It's because it's the recognition. I talked about it earlier with Kyle Gordon. Now I'm talking about it with Jaquan Brisker. These right. guys took their lumps here and there last season, even though I thought that Brisker, I thought, stood up a little bit more than maybe the other rookie. However... He read what P.J. Walker was doing from the time P.J. Walker snapped the fucking football. You know what I mean? That right there is showing you a guy that gets it. Just that it's, just, it's just that competitive nature, Doug. The f I mean, everything about Jaquan Brisk, you just know he loves football. He loves the game. Absolutely. He does. He's one of those dudes, Perez. Competitive, man. As Eva Flus always calls him, he's an ultimate competitor. And the fact that he's just showing you what that looks like, that interception, it's like, man, look, this guy is, in a way, similar to a ball hawk, like you talked about, Perez. And you just seeing things like that in practice just shows you the one-year growth in this kid that, hey, you make a mistake, I'll make you pay. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm just happy that the pads are back on. I mean, <laughs> this is when training camp gets real. This is probably when you're going to start to see the tempers flare a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, hey, it's the dog days of summer. There you go. There you go, Press. Hey, look, man.
it's time to get get football ready, you know. Like you said, those pass on, man, people making hits and making plays, that's what's all about, you know. And hey, you gotta prove who you are as a football player moving forward. And I'm here for all the smoke, man. And you're right, when those tippers start flaring, people getting upset with each other, you know, <laughs> talking trash and everything else. I love it. It's all about football. Dude, that was when I played, man. And that's what the coaches just say, man. When the pads come on, that's when you separate the boys from the men. And it's true. It's <laughs> it true really because the, that competition just ratchets up another level. Because once you lose, hey, people going, hey, they're going to talk about it. The players going to talk about it. They're going, they're going to jog you. They're going to let you know. They're going to let you have it. So therefore, you got to hold your own ground. You have many of your own when you're out there on that field. Got to make it. You got to do what you got to do out there. You got to make it work. You got to stay on your own ground because can't nobody do it for you. So these players now, they got to go out there and work and earn your spot on that field. This is where it counts the most with those pads on. 1,000% ain't done. But, hey, I mean, listen, all this, I know this is a little bit of a longer show, but I just felt bad about my mic quality from last week, and I said, you know what? We don't get them two weeks of content in one episode. So we hope <laughs> y'all appreciated it. We know I went a little over. I know you guys probably love when we go a little bit longer on these episodes, so I'm sure y'all don't mind. But hey, Dub, man, this shit was dope. I look forward to chopping it up with you later in the week. And I definitely can't wait to you and I attend Family Fest this weekend where we can definitely see, hey, how these guys look out on Soldier Field for the first time. I'm looking forward to a press. Can't wait, bro. Yes, sir. Your audience, we appreciate you guys and your continued support the platform for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. Until next time, we are out.